we got lots to cover here today. Uh, a couple different stories. We know we got a big Apple event coming up. It's always Apple news in the news. It's how the news works well. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but before we get into today, my goodness gracious, what's happening on the chair over here? There hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. You care to explain this, Will? Um, Kirk. <laughs> Our good friend, Kirk. Just Kirk. Kirk is the man responsible for some of those beautiful things you've been seeing on Unbox Therapy recently. Yeah. And uh, you can find him around the studio from time to time. Every so often lingering. Mm-hmm. And today, what happened was we were about to shoot here and later, and uh, he demanded. <laughs> he said, don't you dare hit that button, because today I'm on the show. Yeah, he made an announcement. It was a company-wide. It was, it was a memo. Fierce. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all got out the way. And so here he is. And what do you want to say to the people out there, Kirk? Um... Yeah, I want to say, I want to say, I want to say, uh, what a time, what a time it is oh, what to a, be alive. What a time to be alive, yeah, and, okay. And what a privilege it is to be here. You guys have done an amazing job down at this end of the studio with the setup. It's really comfy, it's cozy, and uh, I see all, I hear and see all the good, the good products you guys do every single day. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever called this a product before, mm. <laughs> but... I suppose it is. Consumed. Sure. By the fans that are out there. Packaged. We got lots to talk about today. We'll get everybody's take on it. Step one, scores of customers ripped off by Apple's trade-in partner, says report. You got to put that part in at the end. Mm. Allegedly, in order to, uh, for safety purposes, you know, lawsuits and things, lawyers and whatnot. Does that mean they're reporting on a report? Absolutely. Oh, okay. What do you think we do here? We're reporting on a report that reported on a report. Mm, on a report. Everything's a report. Multiple users told The Verge the price quoted to them was revised by Phobio. Strange name for a startup. For problems that didn't even exist. So here's the way this works. Break it down for you. You go and trade in, uh, I guess in this case it was a MacBook Pro. And there's this third-party company that's sort of endorsed or at least affiliated with Apple directly, calling themselves a trade-in partner. And I guess Apple sort of gives you an idea of what to expect for your trade-in value if you send in your old device. And then how much that's going to offset the cost of the new device that you're hoping to buy. But what appears to happen in this case is they give you a rough idea... And then you get your official quote for the used good, and it's less than the indication was. Hmm. And you're far along at that point where maybe they got you. Maybe you don't want to start a whole thing over, so you just take what they put out. I don't know. In this case, uh, this individual was told he was only going to get $140 for his MacBook Pro. McGloin was told his MacBook was worth just $140, less than half what Apple originally quoted. Now, he was told that the reason for this was that the display had three or more white spots. 
That's what it said in the Apple Store app. So I guess the whole thing takes place inside the Apple Store app. Now, these white spots, you know, it was like washed out thing on an LCD display. Nobody wants it. Hmm. It's an expensive component. I'm surprised it's only 140 bucks for a MacBook nonetheless. Yeah, and working condition as well. Working condition because I've been around these MacBooks. One of my early businesses, I was uh, reselling, uh, fixing. People don't believe it. I got to keep telling them. And I, so I seen a white spot on an LCD. Not like a dead pixel. You're not talking about a dead pixel. Just like a washed out portion. From the backlight? It, it could be some kind of bleed. It could be uh, some type of burn in, right? It, it all depends. But nobody's going to want to look at it. And then ultimately, I guess this company, they have to... Uh, make their adjustments once they actually have the physical product there. But see, the, the problem here, the problem here is once a person has an expectation in mind, then I don't care where it happens in life. Once a person has an expectation in mind, they're, they're bound to get upset. Yes. They're bound to be irate. They, 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 is, you're, you, you budgeted for this thing. You're mm -hmm. about to get the upgrade going. You budgeted for it. Uh -huh. They told you you're going to get 300 or in this case, 280 You're like, okay, cool. I'm cool with that deal. Next thing you know, the 140 comes across. You, oh, I didn't have the extra 140 Yeah. I was already going to do something else with that 140 uh -huh. I was going to upgrade some RAM or uh, <laughs> buy some DoorDash, you know, uh, well. Mm -hmm. Find me had uh doordash yesterday 140 bucks on doordash what's this gonna get i was to? eating some thai food yesterday oh. a little pad thai with the peanuts as well oh okay uh i had the cold rolls with it mm. you know what i'm talking about will i'm talking about a fresh roll yes they're delicious okay with shrimp no shrimp mm. I don't know why. Maybe I should have had shrimp. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know. A couple spring rolls. I don't know. Leave me alone. You know? Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, that company, here's another quote from another person. That company stiffs owners of Apple products out of hundreds of dollars in trade-in value. And the supposed three or more white spots defect seems unlikely enough that it bears investigation. You know, it's an easy, I guess it's an easy thing to say. Oh, by the way, I should mention the original owner disputes the three white spots saying, I never had no white spots. Yeah, you did that. Maybe not you did that, but oh. you got it wrong. Oh. You done mixed up. You got the wrong device. That ain't my white spot device. Hmm. Another story from the report tells of a user whose laptop quote was reduced from 640 to 210. Ooh. Again, because of white spots. That user... Didn't even get any proof of the problem Bobio had found. Scores of other instances for this exact situation happening to Apple product owners can be found online too, with numerous customers citing Phobio's three or more white spots in quotations. Explanation as the reason for their adjusted trade-in, as well as stories of other types of apparent damage detected only after sending a device in for inspection. Oh, so this, th these people take your device, promise you the 600 then say, no, 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 it's only going to be... I think you get a preliminary evaluation on the Apple Store app. 
during your trade-in. They would say, oh, you go to 2016 MacBook? Cool, here's what you can expect. Then you go through the process, you trade it in, and they say, couple of white spots on there. They say, we know originally the quote was this, but that was all subject to inspection. Uh, And then they're like, oh, we could send it back, but... Just like when you bring back the rental car. Right, right, right. And And they start sniffing around. Yeah. They're like, hey, there's white spots. They go. (laughs) (laughs) Smell a white spot. And you're like, why are you smelling the rental car? Like, you're smelling the bumper right now. There's no smell. And I say, look at this right here. And you walk over. You're like, you got the, you just did that. Mm. I didn't do that. Or or that was there before. But actually, I I should say, I rented a lot of cars in my life. And I actually never got screwed on any of that. So. Okay. Shout out to the rental car company. I'm sure somebody has, but. They do the inspection before you take the car so you can then say, no, look, that little dent was already there. Yeah. But this is so, I mean, it's so tough and nuanced. Like I said, I would get these trade-ins in the old company that I had, and it'd be tough to tell people, you're, you, you, even right in front of them, to say, do you see this See this spot right here? You, you're looking at it in front of them. They'd be like, what? That? That's nothing. And you're negotiating, yeah. and somebody thinks it's a bigger deal, somebody doesn't. But for the seller who has to go sell it, if it ultimately means replacing the part, it is going to affect the value. Mm-hmm. But it still is not a great experience, and Apple's going to have to evaluate if it's worth it to even be involved in that side of it, to trade inside of it, or if they um, can somehow find a way to get the estimate closer to what the individual ends up getting. Because it's just a bad experience all around. Yeah, I mean, that's rude. They're playing with your emotions like crazy. You're like, oh, I got 600 bucks. And then, no. And you don't. You don't ever want to tell somebody they have something they don't have. I think what you need to do in the front end, and I'm sure they do some version of this, is have a person really meticulously describe their specific unit Mm -hmm. and in some way put the language. I'm I'm sure there's some of it. They got lawyers. I'm sure there's some of it. Put the language in there. Uh, where it convinces the individual to tr- to really inspect their thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do the estimate over video. I don't know. This is all very difficult. Uh, a couple of photos never hurt anybody. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Today's sponsor is Babbel. Who doesn't? Who hasn't thought about the idea of learning another language? How cool it would be to have a couple... A couple of languages in a backpack. You yeah, know what I'm saying? To impress? Not to, to communicate? Well, well, who are you, what are you doing this impressing? I would like to impress. You're, you want to impress? Yeah. It would impress me if you could throw down like some Indonesian, some Norwegian. All I want to do is if I ever had to travel somewhere, just, to, sure. just yeah. to, the utility of it. If I end up over there to feel as if I have some grasp of what's going on. You ever yeah. been in a situation where they're talking about you in another language? And you're like mm-hmm. nearby and you're like, I And there's body language too. Oh giggling. Giggling. They're like this Just guy know. over they're like this guy over here. <laughs> like, hey. I'm uh, beside you, buddy. I'm right here. They're like, no, 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 we're not talking about you. And they yeah. like, keep pointing. Yeah, it happens it happens to the best of us. Uh either way, you don't ever have to have that happen again. I remember being a kid actually and going on a trip to Quebec and being they were like no 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 in this restaurant you've got to order in french and of course we oh. took french like i knew some french but it wasn't great and the waiter's like what what 
very annoyed with all of us because the, the French teachers were forcing us to order in that fashion. But imagine how annoying that would be. Yeah. Bunch of kids. For ba- everyone. Barely grasping on the thing. And... Uh, it's not a good time. Anyway, this is better. Learn a thing. Learn a little bit. And Babbel's going to do it for you. You can try Babbel for free and start speaking a new language. Look at the list over here. Seven-day free trial. Spanish, French, German, Italian. What is that? Almost 17,000 reviews on Trustpilot? Start speaking right away in a conversational way. Uh, This is the number one selling language learning app that is addictively fun and easy to learn a new language. Whether you're traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. 15-minute lessons make it perfect way to learn a new language on the go, and they design their courses with practical real-world conversations in mind. And of course, there's all there, there's 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 got to be AI involved. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons are created by over 100 language experts. I guess we're talking about humans mm. who speak the languages. I suppose that's where the conversational aspect comes in. Uh, their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, if you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code LEW. L-E-W. That's babbel.com, code LEW, for an additional three months free. Don't forget the code LEW to save some cash and let them know that we sent you. You can click the link in the description. It's babbel.com, promo code LEW. By the way, which language would each of you choose to learn if you could immediately snap your fingers or if you could work on it over here at Babbel? Which one would you go for? I would go Spanish because I've done a lot of traveling and I've learned like useless languages a little bit, like Iceland. Hey, man. No, even Iceland, Icelanders were like, why, why do you want to know how to say this? Like not even, we don't even speak it here. Um, I think Spanish would be the most useful for me. And I never put any effort into learning it. And I think that I probably should have, and I probably would if, uh, yeah, lots of people in the world speak Spanish. Absolutely. Everywhere, all over the place. Yeah. I would have to say Spanish. Oh, too Spanish. Yeah, it's so versatile. We could speak it around the studio about Lou. He'd never know. You want to know the other thing about Spanish is it's kind of, there's similarities with Spanish and other languages. Like I'm looking at Italian and Portuguese. Mm. There's similarities. So like if you learn one of those, you may get a little more insight into some of those other ones. What do you think? Um, Yeah, I'll take Norwegian. (laughs) 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 I hear it's a nice place. Okay. Uh. This is the only company that can make news for leaked case colors. <laughs> the company we're talking about is Apple, of course. Mm. Leaked photos reveal more new colors for spring iPhone 12 MagSafe cases. Spring colors. Here's your news story. There they are. Um, they're not even out yet, by the way. You can't buy these. Previously, we had, <laughs> listen to these color names, pistachio, <laughs> capri blue, oh, cantaloupe, Ooh, wait, 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 amethyst, cantaloupe, 
With today's images, we can see a much more cohesive and harmonious set of colors in addition to those other four. What are the other two? Ketchup and mustard? They don't know the names of these, I guess. They're saying darker yellow, burnt orange, and a light bluish purple that looks like periwinkle, periwinkle. (laughs) (laughs) Can you say that one more time? (laughs) Periwinkle. Mm, Yes, the beautiful periwinkle. One of my favorite shades of periwinkle. Uh, yeah, so they got some new colors coming out, and it makes news because you're Apple, and it's 2021, and they want people to have 47 of these different cases, so they can just swap it out for whatever mood they're ha- they happen to be in. Of course, the question for you guys, much like the language one, is which color would you go for of the new spring lineup? That blue one is popping off the screen at me. Okay, he took blue. Yeah, I'll go for a ketchup. <laughs> oh, I like how, I like how can, you go with that. Not mustard, but ketchup. I, I got a question for you. Can you give them the names you would give them if they were later cases? Um, well, that one on the left is definitely, they're not calling it mustard, I don't think, but that is a very mustard yellow. Mm. So that makes sense. Um, damn, you're right about the ketchup thing too. Although there's something about calling these condiments, which doesn't feel right. Uh, yeah. They're all periwinkle as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) (laughs) That's got to be the next later case. Periwinkle. All right. Now here's some real news. Apple Pencil 3 is coming alongside the new iPad Pro at the event next week. This is huge news for Willie Doo. Willie Doo, go ahead and explain. Um, For artists, I would say. That's a hell of a. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's, not He's wrong. like, God damn it, Lou! Don't put me here again. Yeah, I I said Willie do because he's been known to sketch a thing or two. Although he's really slacking lately. Yeah, he's been like moving to a new house, setting everything up. Sorry, I'm setting everything up. You know, I got a lot going on here. I got a dog, and I'm at the grocery store, and so there's less art getting done. Sure, yeah. But apparently, you didn't hear about the big NFT boom. Right? No. Yeah. You should put some of your old stuff on there, Will. Sure. Okay. Give it a shot. I might send you a few ETH for that. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, yeah, I guess this is for artists. I guess artists are the ones looking. I don't know what's left, what they're going to do in a new pencil, how much improvement. I mean, the latest one is fantastic. The Apple Pencil 2. It's one of these weird categories where they keep selling the Apple Pencil 1 because it's the only thing that works on the older hardware. Then they have the Apple Pencil 2. They put the flat edge. There's magnets. You're slapping them together. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're using a pen, sole. Uh, but what do they do for a version 3? How do you improve it? Uh, the, the current one is so amazing. The current Apple Pencil lineup was last updated in 2018. Uh, or is it one of these things where they change the pencil in such a, such a fashion that when the new iPad Pro comes out, you've got to add it to cart. You see that? Maybe mm. different colors. Little cart add-on. Well, like, what technology could they add? More precision, uh, a gr- a m- a f- more l- uh, levels of pressure sensitivity. What was that twenty forty eight now? Yeah, no, they, did, they, did, they, did they list it there? Pixel perfect perfection, magically pair. I think it go. might be colors. Well, you could do a picture like that. Uh, yeah. Right, right. In like a million years. I remember uh, Willie Do designed the first unbox therapy. Yeah, man, this guy, he's been doing. 
don't get him started because he's gonna start talking about web design and uh, the fact that he's done everything in the world. Oh, okay. That okay. He's basically Forrest Gump. You know what? I will say though. Um, remember when we shot an earlier video about the Apple Car and you know the concept of it, like how it would look like if I drew it. Go on. I did draw it. I took Ooh. some time. Wow. I didn't show it yet, but I I will. Wow. I'll bring it up uh, next episode, and I'll present it. Easy. Jeez. What? What did you draw it on, Will? Just a pencil. Like like on paper? Yeah. Oh. You're yeah. going to drop something like this on us? Wow. Well, you're talking about drawing and pencils, you know. You've been quietly preparing for this moment in the background? Yeah, that's my moment. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited for multiple reasons. One of them is that it's on paper. Pen and pe pencil and paper. Yeah, you got to go old school, you know. I'm shocked and appalled. That, that, I was, uh, that you're I, appalled? Why are you appalled? That you haven't let us in on this sooner. That you've been quietly mocking up the Apple car. <laughs> well, it was an afternoon and, uh, Sketching. It, uh, you just reminded me because of the Apple Pencil. Here. This is incredible. This is one of the biggest developments in Lou Later history. We yeah, just I'll, I'll We just created, we just created the winning design for the Apple car. Sure, yeah. And Willie Doo's going to debut it on the next episode. Yeah. Uh, this is why we do this show. Yeah. This is for the number of ep uh, years and clips, and this is what it's all about. The moment that Willie Doo fixes everything that's wrong with car design. Well, I mean. The moment <laughs> that Willie Doo designs the best-selling car of all time and sends it for free, free of charge, in an envelope to Mr. Tim Cook. Sure. I would say it would look similar to Homer Simpson's drawing. Perfect. But I'm not going to give it all away. Okay. All right. We got to wait to see next episode. Anyway, so supposedly, just like everything else you're going to get from Apple uh, at this next event, you got to get a new version of the Pencil, I, mean, I guess this will be Pencil 3. They're supposedly doing AirPods 3. It's a lot of threes. Mm -hmm. We're and, in the third generation, I guess. Yeah. Of everything. Yeah. So we'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Samsung, however, apparently not going to fit the S Pen into the Z Fold 3. That was a rumor mm -hmm. that this will be their... Uh, substitute for having gotten rid of the note lineup yep there was a lot of back and forth on the note thing we're not going to do the note anymore rumors mm -hmm. what are you talking about we're doing the note we are the note second report third report yeah we're not going to do that note you guys were right the first time around anyway uh so apparently well at the time the rumor was well you don't do that because that's a really premium product and you want to sell the folding one but how do you take care of the pen people? Well, let's do a folding one with a pen. And now here, new reports, maybe not. Maybe no pen slot. Maybe pen input, but maybe no slot for the hmm. pen to keep it. You mean I don't know what you do. You slap it. Are we going to do magnets again? Or are we just carrying separately? I don't know what we're doing. I was already skeptical because I'm like, I felt this screen before. And it's a little bit soft on previous versions. Are they going to be able to sort that out? Next version, does it have a more slick feel? Oh, you're worried that a pen may damage the screen. Well, this had this unusual 
And of course, it's well documented. People peeling the screen, yeah, yeah. well documented stuff, but had this soft, softer finish on the outside. Uh, I would describe as a type of finish that would would show a, a fingernail. Mm-hmm. If you were to touch it with a fingernail, you could maybe see the indent over there. Now, and it can't recover. Like, will it become smooth again, or talking about self healing? Yeah maybe a little bit a little bit maybe a little bit what's the crazy trick for that toothpaste do not no to, no, <laughs> no toothpaste i'm telling you, you yeah put toothpaste no on the what you're on talking your about phone. once upon a time the toothpaste thing was around those early uh ipods that were chrome plated oh and so it would the abrasive abrasiveness would be able to move some of those micro scratches but then replace it with like this a, it never looked how it looked originally yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but don't, uh, full, disclaimer, don't put toothpaste on your full, new fold, no matter what Kirk tells you. Hey man, it's good enough for your teeth. It's good <laughs> enough for your folds. I'm telling you that. Anyway, so I don't know who, where's this report from? Let's see. Samsung's taking a big bet on a foldable. Yeah, we know. Support the S Pen. Technical challenges may make S Pen slot impossible on the Z Fold. Initially intended to make room for the stylus, but it is now reconsidering the idea for two reasons. The device doesn't have enough space for a stylus compartment. And second, a stylus could expose it to water and dust damage. It's already, mm. people think of it as being a fairly fragile device comparative to some of the more slabby slabs. Anyway, uh, we'll have to wait and see. It is uh, just a report, just a rumor, like so many things, but... What do you guys say? If you had to bet on it, Z Fold 3 pen slot or no pen slot? No. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I don't know the likelihood of it, but I would like that because mm. I have a, a little remarkable tablet that I use quite often, and it's a magnet pen situation, much like the mm, iPad. Mm, 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 mm. And that thing's flapping off all the time, and I'm chasing it around. It's terrible. It's just running around the house. I'm pro pen slot. Yeah, I'd like to see it. Pro they slot. need to work on the screen first, I would say. Mm-hmm. Really do want self-healing. Maybe you can drop a design for them. I will. <laughs> yeah. The winning design. So Sony announced some new phones. I guess it was on the last episode. We had the Xperia 1.3 and the Xperia 5.3. Now, there's been a lot of chatter about these premium price points coming with the Sony devices. I mean, they put out the Pro phone. It was $2,500. People were like, people were freaking out. Yeah. I mean, that was a phone, though. That was a... Yelling and screaming. There were pitchforks at the door. I said, I got nothing to do with it. You know, I just look at the phone. It's got an HDMI input. It's pro. Anyway, uh, when I saw the spec sheet for the Xperia 1.3, I realized right away 4K display, improved camera, still has the HDMI input. I'm like, that's going to be, that's a pricey phone right there. Mm -hmm. Oh, so they're keeping the HDMI not with the pro designation. Mm -hmm. They're going. Their flagship models is going to have HDMI in. Wow. I like that though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they love their cameras. Mm -hmm. You know, they they have just dominated that segment. So anything that kind of ties in, Mm -hmm. using as a monitor and really taking care of that clientele, uh, it exposes people to the fact that Sony is doing things well, period, in the game. Mm -hmm. And if it acts as a gateway into their camera stuff, they might take you for a few more bucks. Mm Mm-hmm. It definitely piqued my interest. And let me tell you, they can, they can take me for a few bucks and I don't even complain. 
because all of a sudden I'm shooting an A1, looking at some 8K. Mm-hmm. I don't complain. Mm-hmm. You guys ever seen this 8K? Woo! I seen it. You guys ever seen this 4K 120? Woo! Woo! <laughs> yeah, I seen it too. Clipped it. Anyway, so because of all that, here comes the Xperia 10 3 that'll jump into your pocket for less. It's official with a Snapdragon 690 in a triple camera setup. Some of the DNA of the flagship stuff, because you have a 6-inch 21 by 9 screen, which that's really the special aspect of these, dev- of these devices in the hand. They're narrow mm-hmm. and comfy. Uh, it's still got, the, what is it, the thumb fingerprint scanner? Looks like it. Uh, the display is still uh, a few pixels in there, 2520 by 1080. No exotic refresh, stuck at 60. Uh, 8 megapixel selfie, a few cameras on the back. So it's not a, f- a flagship spec sheet, but it lets people participate likely at a, at a lower price point. And uh, I don't know. I just, yeah, sure, okay, options. What do you think about the look of it? Yeah, I, I like it, especially the aspect ratio. It's nice how they have like a, a budget-friendly device, mm. but they experiment with the colors. Mm. Yeah. One thing I will say is uh, I'm glad that Sony is hanging in there. You know, we lost LG in a smartphone game recently, mm. and it's been one of these things where anecdotally you're not running into a lot of people that are, are handling these Sony devices, but I got a, I got a spot for Sony because I... It's just one of those legendary brands in tech. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad the camera department is just killing it. And as smartphones and cameras continue to merge together, it just seems so obvious that things can be done here. Yes. And so I'm glad they're still um, developing and offering packages that are ever so slightly different from a feature set perspective mm-hmm. yeah like if you pop into the pro mode on this uh on this on this phone it's like a can it's like a crazy smart it's from the camera. it's from the alpha stuff it's ridiculous i yeah. think i mean you kind of piqued my interest on this a long time ago with what was the one you did almost a year ago the xperia one two, two. and Mark uh two, yeah i remember holding it in my hand and, and man it it was a very compelling package and then the pro model even more so. I mean, that thing looked rugged in terms yeah. of design. And now I see they're going a little bit more poppy with the colors, which I think is a good play. I, I think it might be like a sleeper hit, this phone. Yeah, so as far as the One Series is concerned with the 4K display, when you look at it, it's not really like anything else you look at. The pixel density on it, you can hold it like right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could stick it inside of a VR headset. It's, yeah. I mean, it's a ton of pixels in a, in a relatively small space. This one is going to be more typical, but... Uh, but yeah, the form factor commitment is really interesting. For everything to be 21 by 9, have that tall uh, aspect ratio, is there's a unique aspect to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to know what you guys think about this new vehicle. Oh, Hyundai is putting out a pickup truck. I've been doing a lot of truck research and these last weeks. It is a very unique shape to it. It's obviously a smaller <sighs> truck, and it's kind of it's almost like a car truck hybrid. It looks like a Ridgeline, like a Honda Ridgeline kind of. Sort, but well, I mean, but a little more transformer. Yes, yes, very, if, very. If there's an animal that uh, reflects this, mm-hmm. what do you think it, 
it would be. Oh man, it's fast. It looks fast. It looks faster than it is. I can tell you that right now. So what, like a cheetah? Yeah, yeah, something like that. What about you? I'm maybe I this color. Yeah, like a jaguar or like a puma. I don't know. This reminds me of a shark. Okay. Oh yeah. Shark is good. With the fin, it seems like the top here. Very sharky. Very curvy. It is the 2022 Hyundai Santa Cruz pickup truck. It is a small all-wheel drive, 275 horsepower pickup truck. Uh, it can tow 3,500 pounds and the 275 horsepower engine is actually an option. So you can get a more fuel efficient, less powerful version if you choose to. So the 275 horsepower version can actually tow up to 5,000 with paddle shifters. So you have a little fun in there too. And you can pull all your uh, variety of outdoor toys behind it. And maybe you get a you get a sea do or something like that. Oh yeah. And all of a sudden you got to Santa Cruz or you, yeah, maybe you just throw some bikes in there. Look at that tailgate. That is a distinct looking tailgate. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a futuristic take to it. Now, obviously, the pickup market is is huge. It was already huge. Look at the storage wow. under the bed. This stuff is what gets me, like with the with the Ford Bronco, and you can see it here. The the like uh, utility out of the back Absolutely. of a, of a SUV or a truck. That stuff is really compelling to me. Yeah. So this is one of those things. Actually, the I think the Ridgeline has something like this, but this is one of those things where uh, they're thinking about how you're actually going to use it, mm-hmm. and like there might be some items that you don't want just like slamming around the back. I've had so many pickup trucks at this point. It's actually the smaller storage that you feel like you're missing. Oh, okay. Little spots to put things. Mm-hmm. Now they've kind of, in, in some cases, found ways of doing this, like under the seats, if you have the four-door cab, maybe you can flip up the seats and it'd be like a little cubby, but nothing even like this. This is a, by the way, for those just listening, it's like a cubby underneath the floor uh, in the bed of the pickup. And what, they got backpacks in there? Exactly. So you, you can, even if you don't have a bed cover, that's going to be covered from mm-hmm. moisture and the elements. And you could also probably just throw ice in there and use it as a cooler. Mm-hmm. Always. So you could have a f- few beverages back there. But I do need to mention, as cool as that is, that's a very short bed on that pickup truck. What is it, four right. feet? You, you are not getting a ton of longer items in there. So we're just going to... Oh. Had to put that out there. Uh, anyway, they do have a chart here putting it up against some of its competition as far as the uh, scale of it, but it is small. It's smaller than the Tacoma, smaller than the Ridgeline, and smaller than the Frontier. The length of it is 195.7. Uh, it's narrower than the Tacoma and Ridgeline, though it's a little bit fatter than the Frontier. It's shorter, way shorter, about four inches shorter than the competition. So it is one of these car truck hybrids. This is kind of interesting to me, though, thinking about the clientele. There's a lot of trucks that are big, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that number one selling truck is an F-150 is much bigger than this. This is for a new class of individual who might want utility on a weekend, but during the week has to park the thing. Mm. That's me, yeah. Has to park it That's in a, par- you have a, a tight amount of space. Because every time I took the F-150, never mind the Raptor, if you take that thing into a parking garage, yeah. there is some parking garage. I'm looking, I look at the height and, oh, I can't go there. Yeah. 
or even once you get in, it's like a bit of a nightmare. So it's kind of it's cool to see these uh, new aspects of the market. Now, of course, we have we may have we may have some bad memories of these type of crossovers. Uh, some people uh, just don't have the, they, it's not their taste. Mm. It's like pick a thing. Are you a car? Or are you a truck? The purists. What one are you? What do they call it? A CUV. But a CUV is an S is like a. There's no bed. Yeah. Yeah. It's a once the bed is there, people get all frustrated. So is this like a CUV or is it a real truck? Is it like a know. car with a bed or is it like a legit truck? I don't even know what they're going to call. I don't know if they... I mean, it doesn't look like anything else that's... I there. think they're calling... I mean, if you look at the, the vehicles it's being compared to, those are trucks. Yeah. Like this is probably Small the truck. size of a Ford Ranger. M- mid-size. Ford Ranger. No, mid-size. Bigger. Bigger than the Ford Yeah, Ranger. it's Tacoma Ridgeline Frontier is oh, okay. the, the range that okay. it's in. It's a little bigger than that, I guess. What about this detail I just noticed on the front? And if you scroll down, well, there's, there's a, I think, a better picture... Right here. Look at the headlights. Look at how they're like segmented. Yeah, that's very different. It's a really, mm-hmm. really interesting design. Yeah, the front end is uh, pretty distinct. This will be, you'll notice this on the road. Like it's a distinct yeah. look. You're going to notice it driving around. I also saw a Hyundai Forerunner competitor like a couple months ago. It was like a leaked image and it looked so gnarly. Like they're doing some some interesting is, innovative yeah. designs. They're doing things. Mm-hmm. They're doing things, but people are just going to have to figure out if they're okay with this type of hybrid thing, I don't see a re- I don't see why not, man. I love utility as well, yeah. And I, I I love to see every single version of it. I got a question for Will. Will, how? What about that color? I like the color. You like it? Yeah. What would you name? What What is the color even named? What would you say it is? Uh, old Ninja Turtles. I don't know. <laughs> it's more gray, I guess. <laughs> I like that. That's yeah, a great, it's a nice, solid color. Accurate. All right, guys. What do you think about the idea of refurbished sneakers? This is a weird one. I'm in. I'm in because I've seen the, the space hippie stuff Nike's doing. I, I no, 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 gun, no, 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 not that. No, I'm no. talking about somebody had these sneakers, didn't use them very much, returned them to the store, and then Nike refurbishes them. I'm into it. I'm into it, man. I'm into it. Uh, Nike to clean up used returned sneakers and put them back on shelves in 15 stores across the U.S. at a reduced price to lower consumer waste. Mm. To qualify for refurbishment, the sneakers need to be returned to Nike stores within 60 days of purchase. Uh, Nike lists the steps to return the shoes on his website. I suppose if you ordered online, you could return them that way too. They can't be used for more than 60 days. That seems to be the key characteristic. They claim they're trying to cut down on on waste. I suppose there's also some sort of economic incentive for doing something like this. They where would they go previously in the in the trash? Yeah, yeah. But or, it's, or to like a thrift store, something like that, or like on the secondary market, like Goat or StockX. If you return to Nike, I don't know if Nike does that. Oh, I would. I see. What you're see, saying. these are Nike's returns. They would maybe they would go to another seller or get shipped somewhere i'm not sure but the fact that they're claiming that it's going to reduce waste to me implies it went into garbage i got you Mm -hmm. yeah yeah which obviously no one rude well yeah that's not ideal especially if it's not used very much it's like a rental all right so here we go footwear is inspected and graded with inspectors looking to give shoes one of three grades shoes given a one will be designated as like new or near perfect condition with no sign of wear or flaws. 
Um, or in great condition. Yeah, okay. From there, the shoes are placed back for sale at a reduced price. Up to 15 U.S.-based stores will carry the refurbished footwear. By the end of April 2021, two of those are going to be in Florida and three will be in California. And they continue to explore ways to reduce the amount of waste. So both of you guys are into it. Both of you guys will consider. If you saw the reduced price refurbished model of sneaker and it was it was uh, next to the new one, which cost a little bit more, and they were both available in your size sitting right there, which one do you go for? I would definitely go for new. I, I can't I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would go for new. I think where it hits is um, if it's like like I was looking at some Jordan fours the other day, and I was looking at them on StockX, and the price on that was through the roof. Like it was insane. But if you had like a use, I mean, this is sixty days. Obviously, I know it's a different thing. But if you had the option just to get like a, a worn pair that was kind of hard to find, or or just the option to have it. I mean, when I was young, I remember getting. I got my first pair of Nikes at the the outlet store and i was i was popping off like everyone was like yo nice nikes man i had never experienced that in my life so i think if it can open the door up to like some some people who otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity to have some nikes like some nice shoes I yeah mean, nothing I beats a, a nice shoe i know so you would i would yeah i'd yeah, go for it yeah okay. i think so i mean i'm wearing lose old shoes right now refurbished these are lose old shoes actually did you refurbish them though? Uh, they are refurbished yeah i refurbished them if by by that, you mean like I took them off the floor from the old studio, yeah, <laughs> refurbished them. Are you, ever, are you ever concerned about who's who worn them? But oh, every day I put them on, yeah, I'm like, Lou wore these. Well, you know, stinky, Lou wore so stinky. Them. But what about uh, at the store? <laughs> oh, uh, well, the thing is, though, that Nike's going to put it through its process. And then you have to just trust their process. The question becomes whether you trust right. their uh, process for hygiene. I'm going to steam them or... Uh, yeah, br brush them up. I think there's an image of somebody cleaning it here. It's the bowling. Yeah, I mean, you thing, can right? see, you can see. There's an actual uh, person go going through and taking a brush to the sneakers and cleaning them up. Mm. That's how the program works. So, yeah, I don't know how much this impacts or affects the secondary market because in a lot of cases, whether it's Goat or StockX, that those those uh, sneakers, it's easy to see the value, and the person can post it. Why would they even send them back if they were hard to get? Right. You just yeah, yeah, post yeah. them if they're yeah. used. I yeah. think this is more going to apply to sneakers that are not all that limited mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. not in tremendous demand and would go in the trash because they have nowhere else to go. Right. I presume, although she's cleaning up some Jordans right there, I don't know if there's anything special about them or not, uh, but either way, I think it's a good move. I think it is unfortunate. You know what I hate about sneakers is like they get dirty, right? Sneakers get dirty. And oftentimes, I think people will pick up a new pair when their sneaker is perfectly fine. It's just dirty. And they're like, I need a new pair. It's dirty mm -hmm. instead of cleaning it up. So it's such a nuisance to clean them up. You feel like a weirdo. Like, what are you brushing the thing? Mm, and It's a whole night. It's a nuisance to clean it up. This is kind of like a Nike cleaning program. They're like, there's still life in those shoes. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to find a new... But again, it's 60 days, so they aren't really worn down all that much. But I'm, I'm always amazed to look through to all of my old sneakers and be like, man, there's plenty of life over here. Yeah, how, how much can you really damage can you do to a shoe in 60 days? It just depends what you do with it. Yeah. You wear it every single day or if you go, if you have a variety to choose from in the first place. Mm -hmm. Either way, uh, 
I'm with Will. I would probably buy new, but I'm glad that the idea exists. Yeah, it's out there. Mm-hmm. I'm glad the idea exists. Uh, Amazon, Jeff Bezos, he he's doing the rocket thing as well, as you're aware. The rocket thing. Yeah, him and Elon, they're, they, they, they're into space. They're into rockets. Space race. And Bezos just showed off a new picture of his NS-15 rocket on social media. Now, this article doesn't make it all that easy to find the actual image. So it's easier to just head to his Instagram, just type Jeff Bezos Instagram. And you can see, I mean, he took a reduced role at Amazon and he's posting Instagram photos Is he of just rockets. chilling right now? Like he's not Oh no, Bezos doesn't chill, man. He has no capacity to chill. Bezos hasn't chilled in... Man, I can't imagine the last time Bezos chilled. <laughs> Look at him. That is a picture. Oh, man. Look at that. Look at the hat and the pipes on him. I think he's wearing Ooh. cowboy boots. Like, mm-hmm. you think this man chills? No, not Sheesh. anymore. That's a rugged You can click through. Machine. It's actually three oh, images, yeah. yeah. That's the rocket there? She's a rocket, all right. Here it comes. And he landed it. There's, him and Elon are doing the same stuff. I, I'm, it's not identical. Oh, with the CG. It's obviously not identical, but... It's not CG, by the way. It's no, it, it just feels really like good. it. Look at that. Yeesh! Look at that thing. Yeah. Now I don't think this rocket is as big as what what we saw in the last Starship, right? Wow. It is pretty big, though. Is that a feather pattern? Yeah, yeah it looks like it. it. Looks like it. This stuff is crazy. I've been watching this show called The Expanse. It's really sci-fi, and uh, this stuff is crazy. It, like, click the next one. Well, this rocket is landing itself. This is automated. Yeah, there's nobody in that thing. Is there? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it, it's, it, it controls the whole thing itself. That is crazy. I mean, there's a person there though. I presume. I don't know. Or maybe that capsule's empty. Everybody's wow. trying to figure out this space thing sooner than the next guy, and it's all kinds of battles. They had to battle in court. Between SpaceX and Bezos' company. Like literally a space battle. Over who can put satellites <laughs> where. And then there's this, whoever's going to do travel first. Yeah, what's the ultimate goal, do you think? Obviously, you're not Bezos, but what do you think his ultimate goal is here? Maybe like, I am. <laughs> you've never seen them in the same I, place I just think I, I think you get to a certain level. You get to a certain level and you... The world starts to get small, if that makes sense. Right. These guys have untold billions. Cowboy hats. Like mega, mega billions to the point where everything seems trivial. Like, oh, it's a, here's a, an apartment in Manhattan. Like, uh, yeah. So what? Like, so what? Does it fly into space? No. It is, uh, but also to get to the billions that they have, like, they're just not going to stop working. They're going to keep going. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, there's definitely a, there's definitely a drive towards it, but I, I think we're speaking more specifically about why the the space thing right now, because like space is so hot right now, and then you had all sure. that off time. Like they went to the moon and everybody chilled. I'm not saying everybody <laughs> chilled, but like Did the, they? you had space stations and and all the rest, but there was that really intense space race at yes. one time. Yeah. yeah. And it's weird that it just comes and goes in waves, seemingly as far as the public consciousness is concerned and now we have the world's two richest people competing it's not countries 
mm-hmm. countries are still involved in doing interesting things. I mean, we had the you had the Mars rover with NASA and everything else, but that these two guys have decided that this is kind of the most ambitious project. And in a way, this ambition is seemingly more significant than wealth. Seemingly like from a uh, what would you from a legacy perspective? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The first dude to really do the space thing, I mean, that's a name right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, when you said that it wasn't countries, it kind of it kind of sparked it in me. It's a lot like the Wright brothers. Like it's not like a national program that's it's not NASA. This is Jeff Bezos over here that's trying right. to rip a rocket out of the stratosphere. And I think you need to ask yourself, as you look at this from a distance, let's say you've got untold billions. What sparks your curiosity? I don't know. Space is a pretty good place yeah. to start. The unknown. <laughs> the yeah. unknown. I mean, what? What? Uh, some people. Uh, Bill Gates is not super into it. He went the other way. He's like, wait, this planet. I want to do stuff here. He's like, wait, yeah. uh, vaccines and and charity and and eco. He's very uh, books humanity. and books and and philanthropy and. In fact, you almost get a sense when he speaks that he's not like super into some like what they're doing with the space stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily the case that you gotta go space, but I feel I can feel the appeal of it. Untold billions, I'm out, boys. I'm going. Yeah. I'm doing a space thing too. Yeah. I'll be like, what? These guys got rockets? Let me try a rocket. Yeah. Billions. Yeah. You just, I mean, try to comprehend billions. I mean, what do people think we're sitting in right now? The studio is a rocket. Yeah, we're in space. On its way to space. We didn't tell you. It's where we're at. Yeah, we're in that rocket right there. Mm-hmm. Bezos is actually saying bye to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's another one. I don't know if this has anything. This, this may have something to do with space. I don't know. First of all, scroll down really fast right now, Will. Really fast. Go. Oh, man. Really fast. No, faster. Faster. Okay, good. Stop. <laughs> up, up a little bit. Up a little bit. Up. Uh, why did he have to go fast on that? Up a lot more. Oh, this is piquing my interest. This one? No, you got to get... <laughs> please just get the picture. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, thank you. She just said it in the first place. No, 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 no. <laughs> <You> scroll fast. <laughs> I was hoping that you could scroll past the headline and I can get you guys to describe what you see in this image without having read it, but then I realized, well, you're going to read right below. I've read it and I still have no idea what it's, it's a, a depiction of. Supposedly, this is a spider holding a knife or sword whoa metal <laughs> i don't see it at all yeah well it's eroded i mean it's you know it's 3200 years old it looks oh, like a okay. hot dog to me maybe it was aliens that did it no definitely not the site dates to 3200 years old it's an ancient ceremonial building that was built thousands of years ago in northwestern peru mm. decorated with a painting of a spider deity clutching a knife I don't see the knife. Do you guys see the knife? I can see the spider is like the red thing is eye. So it's partial. What we're looking at is partial. And actually the best explanation of this is if you scroll down, they try to put it into a much more rudimentary drawing to showcase how most of it has eroded. Oh, that's what I'm looking for. Like a a drawing over top of it. So most of it has eroded. You can see only two legs, maybe three of the spider, and you can see the handle of the knife. Oh, what I thought was the eye is the hilt of the sword. I see. Yeah. Yo, that's crazy. That thing looks big. Spider with a knife. That thing is big. Yeah. 3,200 years ago. Wow. You take the squad, you take the team out to the mountain, Mm -hmm. and you start carving. 
and the job is spider with sword. Let's do it. It's wild, right? You try to imagine the scene at the time, what it would what it would be like, and then how people would respond. The community they come over, they're like, "Did you see the spider with a sword yet?" <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> like that would be the equivalent of it would be like an equivalent of, of a it's a Alex's work like a big movie release or something like yeah. damn did you see the spider do you see that yet nowadays we're like you know. crazy that sword pretty wild that's insane 3,200 years ago that's what it says and the, wow. the crazy part is they just found it it was just there and uh, they still discover things like this. They discovered the mural in November 2020 after local farmers damaged the temple structure during an expansion of their sugarcane and avocado plantation. Mm. It was it was in a buried temple, essentially a buried structure, and they were excavating it. I guess it looks like. Yeah, I mean, you can see the scrape marks all over it. A Peruvian cultural nonprofit organization recently told La Republica that the. Huaca was found 32 was was from around 3200 years old and likely had ritual significance the figure in the mural was a stylized zoomorphic being a human animal hybrid deity that could be part spider which was an important animal in the pre-columbian spider cu- cupis culture wow mm. yeah have you ever been to like a a place like that like a a, a ritual site um, maybe, maybe ritual. What about in India when you were there? Yeah, I'm just trying to recall right now the memory, you know. I put a lot of hard miles on this one. <laughs> Needs to defrag. Put a, lot, a couple of hard miles to, on this one. You need one to refurbish here. those shoes, that's yeah, for sure. I think I need to uh, talk to Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he can. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's familiar with some ritualistic locations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in space. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that one got Willie Do right what, there. Right? What's that have to do with anything? <laughs> Nothing. It's just a topic yeah. we covered previously. That's all because he brought up the refurbished shoes. You know. Yeah, I hear you. All right. Uh, you ever drink these things? Well, you ever drink those? Um. Yeah. I'm a fan. Can I just yeah, yeah. You're going to say the same here. thing. You're oh, going to say the same thing I'm going to say. I haven't even read the title, but I just why do they call it boba tea? What is boba tea? Yeah, boba, and then they seem to have simplified it over here to just say bubble tea, but it is boba. That is the right So is terminology. boba like a brand? Or? No, it's a, in reference to the actual little They don't call tapioca. it a bubble. They call it a boba. That's what it is. Hmm. Yeah. Everybody around here just says bubble tea. Bubble tea. Unless you're Willie Do. Will, do you no, say bubble? I call it bubble tea. Mm, yeah. One time you and I had an exchange <laughs> on this topic. Really? Yeah, one time we had an exchange. Wow. Anyway, yeah, this stuff, I'm not even going to say where it's from because I'm sure someone's going to be offended, but it's a big Taiwan thing, all right? I'm going to say where the first cup was made, but when I was in Taiwan, I'll tell you what, I had some boba. I'll tell you what. Tell you a thing or two. Yeah. But I also had some street food. I also had the pancake on the street. The the street food in Taiwan was with nuts. the onion in the night market. So good. I mean, you can see the videos on YouTube. Yeah, people documented it better than I did. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the reason I bring it up today is because apparently there's a worldwide shortage 
It's going to be impacting your local boba spot. Of tapioca? Bingo. What? But what's weird about it to me is I feel like at the high-end places, they actually make it with the starch. Mm-hmm. I feel like they just get the bags of the starch. So I don't know the shortage is the actual tapioca starch or the, or the already formed boba. Maybe Wait, it's both. What is tapioca? Tapioca is like a root vegetable sort of and it's thing? It's kind of like a rice. Right. So there's a shortage of farming. Both the boba balls, which come from Taiwan, and the tapioca starch used to make them, which come from Thailand, are getting caught up in a significant shipping backlog on both the east and west coast of the United States. The delays are affecting goods beyond boba, including microprocessing. Yeah, we, we already know about the chip shortage. So... I would say in conjunction with the fact that these places are blowing up, there's 17 of them just just down the way. Yeah, it's unreal. What's that cocoa place? Blowing yeah, up. Yeah, that just opened up on... Uh, it's all over the place. Like yeah. in, the, in two months, they've opened like 200 locations. It around. is yeah, so yeah. hot right now. They're using all the bobas. I guess it's just, it's just a type of thing. Maybe, you know how there's been winners and losers in COVID? I think they just soaked up some of the winnings. I don't know why it is, but mm. maybe it's a nice treat. Uh, it's a, uh, something fun that's a different. You know, I don't know. Yeah. It's friendly. It's kind of fun. Why is it so fun? Uh, the balls. Hey, man. <laughs> the balls it's, make it fun? Well, well I it's think like this is... It's like squishy. It's kind of like a meal, too, right? It does fill you up, it for sure. It can fill you up. But it's also fun, like, I think that's why they call it boba now. Boba is... F- more fun than bubbles bubble tea or boba tea i would rather have boba tea (laughs) no but boba came first it was a we applied the bubble thing to it oh it it was always boba yeah absolutely man i'm misinformed yeah i must be misinformed. it got americanized i think yeah that's all it is yeah it's like chicken balls or whatever (laughs) yeah Mm. well i had some chicken balls the other month they were so good i know but that's like a in this case a canadian phenomenon Right. Adaptation. Yeah. That's not a traditional cuisine, is it? Did you see any chicken balls in China? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there wasn't even anything close to it. And no. we had some nice oh. meals when we, we yeah, were just talking yeah, about yeah. that trip. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. Man. The barbecue. Mm-mm. Unbelievable stuff over there. Anyway, so I'm just saying, if you're, if you're uh, wondering, I don't know, maybe you better get your boba in. Because it might be... Stock up. Yeah, maybe you put an order in right yeah. now because uh, it, the days are numbered. Maybe they're going to get hit with the shortage. I don't know if uh, the local spots here are going to be affected. We got to keep an eye on it. Can I extend this story just a little bit and ask you, what's the best flavor of boba tea you've ever had? Honestly, let me just say something. Okay, so all the rage right now is the brown sugar stuff. Mm, Dirioka? Yeah. <laughs> I knew that was No, Dirioka is out of control. The alley. Shout out the alley. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dirioka is out of control. Mm -hmm. Good. Uh, Willie Doo is more of a tiger sugar, apparently. Yeah. I I try many. Wait, what's... time is good. What's the difference? I haven't tried cocoa, though. Tiger sugar versus Dirioka. Is it just a name brand thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's different places, and they have a slightly different approach. But the flavor is brown sugar flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, if you go to... Tiger sugar, they call it black sugar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, it, 
What? Same thing. It's yeah. like just no, I, sugar, no, right? I know. It's just a marketing yeah. aspect to it. Tiger, right? Black stripes. But yeah. what's the the best? What's the best flavor you've ever no, had? So I'm just saying. What I'm saying here is that it depends on the on what you're really looking for because ultimately it's not a tea, right? If you get yeah. the brown sugar thing, there's no. It's not a boba tea. Mm. There's moods for it. For so sure. that's a dessert for me. That's a dessert for me. Oh, it's I a see. treat. I see. But for me, I'm much more boring with it. The number one drink that I'm getting is just the regular milk tea. That's mm. that's it. Like, and I got one actually from Tiger Sugar and had the small size tapioca in it. Oh yeah, I think they're called pearls. Pearls. Yeah. Mm. Hey. <laughs> I don't. I you, don't know. You weren't a fan of the small ones. Wait, were you gonna say that too? They're just smaller. Uh, I know, but balls, you were gonna right? say you didn't appreciate it, right? You didn't like them. No, I don't like the mix. Sometimes they would mix it, the big tapioca and the, the small but, one. But we're on the same page. The big one is the way to go. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, then you can chew it, and it's a whole experience. Yeah. It's a fun time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I okay. Agree. Okay, we're on the same page. Anyway, so I'm just <laughs> classic, traditional milk tea. Vast majority of the time. Mm. And, uh, I mean, I can tell you the order. I'll mod. Uh, obviously, I want... Li I want. Uh, I take regular ice, even though a lot of people go little ice. Mm. I take regular ice. I take, because you can pick your sweetness level. It's out. Of, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm, like you can mm -hmm. dial it right in. So what I will have. Go, I will have less sweet. Less sweet. Less sweet. Um. And what else? You can pick soy milk or or regular milk. I would typically pick regular milk. Okay. What about you? It's my order. What's your the best one you ever had? Um. Yeah, I would go for taro. Taro. Mm. That's pretty good. From Cha Time too. Taro from Cha Time? Yeah. The real yeah. taro? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. It's good. It's good. It's really good. I think we just sold people on Boba, and there's a worldwide shortage, and we're seeing here advertising <laughs> the idea. <laughs> How rude. All right, here's the last one. This is like Boba, but for your dogs. Mm. Actually, to be more specific, it's like beer for your dogs. Bush, the beer company, wants to pay your dog $20,000 to try its doggy beer. And is having a contest uh, that you can enter, I guess, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can submit a picture of your dog on social media and follow Bush Beer on whichever platform that you submit your photo for your chance to win. The winner gets $20,000, 10 four-packs of Bush Dog Brew, and an $800 prepaid card to purchase pet insurance for your dog. And I just thought, you got Otis over here. Kirk took his chair today, but... You got Otis over here who might just win that contest. You got some photos on social media, right, Will? Yeah, sure. I'll give it a shot. Give it a shot. Now, obviously, you're wondering, what are you talking about dog beer? Dogs can't be drinking that beer, can they? Well, actually, yes, you're right. It's not, it's not exactly beer. But, in fact, they put some thought into it. Eh. So, if you click through on the, on the, or, you know what, just search, just search it because you're not going to find the right link. Bush. B-U-S-C-H dog brew. Just look that up real quick. And you'll see that what they're actually providing is something your dog might like very much and might actually be good for your dog. No, I'm saying search it on Google. Oh, sorry. Just search the term to go to the webpage. <laughs> I thought they were going to explain it in here. Well, no, because I want you to see the webpage, but since it's a uh, beer website, they force you to put your age in, even though right. it's not... The dog brew is not alcoholic, obviously. 
what is it like a supplement for your dog is what you're saying yeah so it's actually bone broth oh it's actually wow. going to be bone broth and they can drink it you know you're chilling outdoors having your beer i guess and a dog wants to have a little treat <laughs> and you know a dog is going to love is going to love some 19 <laughs> <laughs> That's how I get through it. So you can see you have pork <laughs> Look at this. bone broth right here, and it's in a beer can. That's amazing. And you get to pour it in the little bowl, and your dog gets a treat when you get a treat. You got to scroll, scroll down. Happy. There you go. That dog looks happy. Bush Dog Brew is an all-natural product, contains only fresh ingredients, made with vegetables, herbs, spices, water, and pork broth to provide your best buddy with a nutritious, tasty snack that helps promote a healthy digestive system. It's also great for dogs who struggle to eat solid food and get their extra nutrients. Oh. Here's the ingredients. Bone-in, pork butt, whole corn, celery, basil, mint, turmeric, ginger, and water. How about that for a treat? What do you say, Will? Give, uh, give Otis a little taste or what? Yeah, sure. Get him plastered. No, it's not. No, he's getting plastered. It's nutritious. <laughs> oh, okay. Nutritious for the dog. I mean, you what you do on your own time is completely up to you. <laughs> but for the doggy brew, Will's just chugging a can of dog brew. Talking about, and you yeah. see, they have the frequent, they have the frequently like, asked Will, questions. You can get normal beer, you know? No, no, no. <laughs> this is pork flavor. Well, actually, it's a great, it's a great thing that you just mentioned because it's in the frequently asked questions. Humans can drink it. Yeah, absolutely. Get out. It's human grade. Oh, yeah. Bush. Needs to. We got to get on the horn with Bush. If you, I'm saying, uh, you scroll down to the FAQ, they say, yeah, many people have tried to drink it. If they send it, I'll drink one live on Lou later. I'll shotgun it. You're gonna shotgun some dog broth, brew. dog brew, <laughs> dog saw, brew. All right. Me and Otis. <laughs>